mindset, performance, science, transforming communication, perspective, and boundaries. Welcome to the Redefining Success Show with Aaron Jewell. And now, here's your host, Aaron Jewell. All right, everyone, welcome to the show. Today on our solo cast, we are going to talk about the human pedestal. So this is a topic that I've actually written a few blogs about. And, you know, it's something that it's one of these things, you know, the human pedestal, it's, it's trivial. And actually, it might even be a bit unclear to some people, to some of you, you might be thinking, oh, yes, I understand this. And this is clear to me. And for some of you, you might be asking, what exactly is the human pedestal? So let's talk about that. You know, it's when we lift other humans up and assign them to be of greater value and assign them to be, be yeah, more valuable than we are. So this is coming up because as part of my personal leadership journey, the way that I interpreted my environment, noticed that I didn't say how I was taught. It is how I interpreted my environment because I was taught things along the way. And the people that taught me things along the way had intentions that generally were not malicious, as far as I know. And that being said, I interpreted things a certain way over a period of time. So, for example, as a young child, I was taught or I interpreted. <laughs> I interpreted my learnings to be that I it was important for me to make people feel comfortable. And it was important for me to make people feel comfortable at the expense of feeling comfortable myself. Now, in and of itself, this seems like a pretty harmless takeaway. It seems pretty innocent, it seems pretty simple. However, when you start adding filters and additional learnings and lessons and interpretations along the way, all of a sudden, making other people feel comfortable at the expense of myself becomes much more than just that. Over time, what can and does happen to humans is they begin to make others feel comfortable at the expense of themselves in ways that lead them to believe that many of the relationships they have are favors being done for them. So what do I mean by that? Let's say, for example, you get arrested and you spend a night in jail and your friend comes to pick you up. Or let's say maybe something a little more generally viewed as white collar, even though I think all of those terms and lingo is getting pretty much thrown out the window at this point. Let's say that you were found to be falsely claiming certain pieces of information and you were falsifying accounting practices at work and you had a friend or a partner that really stuck by your side through that part of the journey. Or let's say you have this friend that you find yourself constantly canceling on and making mistakes with and disappointing and they stay friends with you. Or let's say 
you know, to bring it back to the workplace, let's say you miss timelines frequently on a project and you have a leader that holds space for you because they know that you are going through some challenges. So basically life is happening and there are certain individuals in your life who are sticking with you during those times. What can happen to the individual who is brought up believing in doing things for others at the expense of themselves, what can and does happen is that individual begins to look at their relationships as favors. So for example, my friends stayed with me when things were challenging or my leader supported me when I wasn't quite making the cut or my partner was there for me when I made mistakes. And all of a sudden it becomes this pedestal type of a situation where because that person was present for you or me or them during a time of challenge, all of a sudden that person is more valuable. They become a better person because they sort of stuck around. Now, let's unpack this just a little bit. And, you know, those of you who listen to the show, listen, I'm not a professional. A lot of this stuff is as far as a, a professional therapist or anything like that. I am a professional coach. However, a lot of this stuff's pretty common sense. So when you look at your relationships, there are probably, most likely, I would say definitely, but I don't use that word, certain relationships that are healthier than others. And if you look at those relationships, work relationships, personal relationships, where there seems to exist that dynamic of pedestal, you might find yourself doing things in that relationship that you would not normally do in order to have your needs met. So what do I mean by this? So let's say, for example, you have a relationship, you have a friend who's been with you through the tough times, you start to develop the story that this person is better, this person, because they stuck around with me during my tough times. You start to form the story that I want to make sure that this person feels comfortable at the expense of myself because I want this person to stay around because this person accepts me for all that I am. Okay, this is where the false premise just takes over. You're friends with this person, and I'm saying friend, this happens in the workplace, this happens in home life. I'm just using an example. You're staying friends with this person because they've been there for you during tough times, right? You're staying with a boss because they've been there for you during tough times. The dynamic of that relationship instantly changes when you choose what you think is loyalty. But if you unpack, and sometimes it is loyalty, don't get me wrong. However, it is highly likely that there is at least one relationship in your life where it is in fact not loyalty, where instead it is my needs are being met, their needs are being met. I'm going to make sure that they are comfortable at the expense of me, because with this person, I feel important, I feel accepted, I feel safe. When it turns out 
that that person may or may not identify as being the person that takes care of people. That person might really identify with being that person that kind of goes in and rescues others. I think there's a word for this. It's called something like the martyr syndrome. And that identity is fed by the individual that sticks around in a connection that has that dynamic in place. So let's circle back a little bit here. We've all had challenges in our lives. We've all had trials and tribulations. Even if you live in a bubble, you've had the trial and tribulation of living inside of a bubble. I mean, think about it. (laughs) So at some point in time, there's somebody that showed up for you, that advocated for you, that was present for you, which is great. We all get to do that for each other. It's fantastic. And we're really good at that in the United States, kind of that good Samaritan type of a, the twist and the shift and the door opening into the toxicity that can follow is when a relationship continues to have that dynamic. So if you find yourself in a relationship of any kind, work, personal, otherwise, I don't, know, I don't even know what a third category would be, okay? Where that dynamic constantly exists, where you constantly feel like this person's doing you a favor by being with you because they accept you for who you are, because they were present for you during times of mistakes and challenges, and you feel this allegiance to them that you think is loyalty, what may actually be happening is much more of a codependency where you might, for example, say, well, this person accepts me for who I fully am. So I am going to stay with this person. Well, what you're feeding, the story that you're feeding is that that person's doing you a favor. And listen, we're humans. And if I feel like I'm doing somebody a favor, that might impact the quality of the reciprocation that I offer in that relationship. So if you find yourself in a situation, in a friendship, a relationship, or professional connection with somebody where you do feel like you have this allegiance because they showed up for you during a tough time, it's an opportunity for you to reevaluate, assess, and recalibrate why that dynamic is existing for you. And oftentimes, not always, it starts with this interpretation that we learned that we have from when we were very young, that in order to feel accepted, safe, important, we had to engage in these connections, whether with our parents or with other humans, where we would make sure to make them feel comfortable at the expense of ourselves in order to have our needs needs met. Well, what was also being reinforced throughout those connections and relationships is that their needs were also being met in a way that created some type of codependency. So chances are, if you find yourself in this situation at all today, that it started with that in mind. So in the last few minutes, what's the solution? How can we show up more powerfully for ourselves and create healthier connections and call in 
humans who are also willing and ready to engage in healthy connections, which by the way, is not the vast majority today. My intention and desire is that that happens at some point, but the vast majority of humans today are currently engaging in unhealthy, codependent, and toxic relationships everywhere. So what can you do? First things first, be the observer. See it. See it for what it is. If there's a relationship that you have where you feel like you might be at their beck and call, maybe you are initiating all of the calls in that relationship. Maybe you are constantly doing things last minute for this boss. They ask you for a lot of favors that you feel like you owe. If you feel like you owe anyone, that's a really quick and simple way to recognize that you are finding yourself in one of these connections. Now, the good news is you do not necessarily have to end all of these connections. It's not black and white. It's gray. In fact, I invite you to allow these connections, to allow these existing relationships to be a place of practice, a place for you to practice a healthier dynamic, a place, a place for you to show up feeling like you are contributing in an equal way to this connection. Now, I must say, and I'm speaking from personal experience, you may lose that person, that connection may fall away because all of a sudden you are not meeting their needs. All of a sudden they are not getting what they want from you when this dynamic changes. Now some will stick around, some will not. The good news about that is that individual was probably holding you back more than they were lifting you up. And so it's a good idea for that dynamic to fall away anyway. So with that, I do hope you found something of value during today's solo cast. If you have any questions or you would like to inquire more about this topic or the work I do, just learn more in general. We have a lot of resources on the website, erinjewelconsulting.com. It's all one word, E-R-I-N-J-E-W-E-L-L-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G, erinjewelconsulting.com. We have all of our podcasts, guided meditations, free guided meditations, a lot of free resources for you to check it out. If you'd like to schedule a call and have a conversation, about next steps, go to the bookings tab on the website and just find time for a free consultation. Thank you so much for listening today. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, visit AaronJewelConsulting.com.